Section 26 of The Theory and Practice of Brewing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Theory and Practice of Brewing by Michael Combrun. Section 26 An Inquiry into the Volume of Malt in order to reduce the grist to liquid measure. The gallon by which malt is measured, though less, is nearly of the same capacity with that which is used for beer or water. The quarter of malt contains 64 gallons of this measure, and the barrel within the bills of mortality, according to the gauges used by the excise, contains 36 gallons, but without the bills, 34, though the first quantity is the measure for sale throughout the kingdom. Hence it would appear that proportioning the grain to the barrel of water would be no difficult undertaking. This, however, is so far from being the case that, after having made use of several calculations to help us to the true proportions, we shall find they want the corroborating proofs of actual experience to be entirely depended upon. The ultimate parts of water are so very small as to make this, as well as all other liquids, appear to the eye one continued uniform body without any interstices. This cannot be said of malt laying together either whole or ground. There are numbers of vacancies between the corns when whole and between the particles when ground. But for our present purpose, the volume occupied by any quantity of malt is properly no more than the space which would be occupied by every individual corn, either whole or cut asunder, were they as closely joined together as water. To determine with precision the quantity of cold water to be added to that which is brought to the boiling point, an act by the brewers called cooling in, it is necessary to know what proportion a quarter of malt bears to the measure of a barrel of water. Several operations will be found requisite to come to this knowledge, namely, to take several gauges of different brewings, more especially in the first part of the process to be well acquainted with the degree of dryness of the malt used, the heat of the first extract, and the quantity of liquor the mash tun holds upon every inch, to find out what degrees of expansion are produced by the different degrees of heat in the first mash, how much less water the mash tun holds upon an inch when hot, than it does when cold, what quantity of water is lost by evaporation, and in what proportion at the several terms of the process. In order to put this in practice, the gauges of the following brewings were taken. Five quarters of malt 
dried to 125 degrees. The quantity of water used for the first mash was 12 barrels, 2 firkins, 3 gallons. The malt and water gauged together in the mash tun just before the tap was set, 25.0 inches. Allowance for the space under the false bottom boards of the mash tun as near as could be computed, 0 0.66 inches. The goods gauged in the mash tun after the first tap was spent, 15.41 inches. First piece gauged in the copper, 8 barrels, 0 firkins, 2 gallons. The water employed for the second mash was 12 barrels, 2 firkins, 3 gallons. The grist gauged with this water just before the tap was set, 30.62 inches, and just after the tap was spent, 15.63 inches. The first wart consisting of these two pieces gauged in the copper, 21 barrels, 2 firkins, 0 gallons. The water used for the third mash was 8 barrels, 3 firkins, 6 gallons. Just before the tap was set, the grist with this gauged in the mash tun, 24.60 inches, and just after the tap was spent, 15.20 inches. The water used for the fourth mash was 8 barrels, 3 firkins, 6 gallons. The mash gauged just before the tap was set, 24.60 inches, and just after the tap was spent, 15.16 inches. The heat of the first extract was 136 degrees, to which adding 2 degrees for what is lost by the tap spending, the true heat of the mash is 138 degrees. The first extract, before it is blended with hops, may be estimated to be nearly as strong as a first wart of common small beer. This, when under a strong ebullition, raised the thermometer to 216 degrees and seven barrels of such a wart, when boiling, occupied an equal space with nine barrels of cold water at the mean temperature of 60 degrees. Now, if the degrees of expansion follow the proportion of those of heat, the following table, constructed upon this supposition, will show how many barrels of cold water would be necessary to occupy the same space with seven barrels of wort of different heats. Degrees of heat, 216, barrels of cold water, 9, barrels of wort, 7. Degrees of heat, 206, barrels of cold water, 8.87, Barrels of wort, 7. 196 degrees, 8.75 barrels of cold water, 7 barrels of wort. 186 degrees, 
8.62 barrels of cold water, 7 barrels of wort, 177 degrees, 8.50 barrels of cold water, 7 barrels of wort, 167 degrees, 8.37 barrels of cold water, 7 barrels of wort, 158 degrees, 8.25 barrels of cold water, 7 barrels of wort, 148 degrees, 8.12 barrels of cold water, 7 barrels of wort, 138 degrees, 8.0 barrels of cold water, 7 barrels of wort, 127 degrees, 7.87 barrels of cold water, 7 barrels of wort, 119 degrees, 7.75 barrels of cold water, 7 barrels of wort. The quantity of water evaporated in a brewing when not in immediate contact with fire is more considerable than it is generally apprehended to be. After repeated trials, I have found that what was lost in this manner amounted nearly to one-fifth. Now, since the heat of the first tap was 138 degrees, and my mash tun holds 20.25 gallons upon an inch, the following proportion may be deduced from the preceding table. If eight barrels cold water is to seven barrels wort, then 20.25 gallons per inch times seven divided by eight is equal to 17.71 gallons per inch. And this is the true quantity contained in one inch at a heat of 138 degrees. The quantity of water used for the first mash was 12 barrels, 2 firkins, 3 gallons, or 428 gallons, of which one-fifth is supposed to be steamed away when the first liquor is gone through the whole process of the extraction. But as the gauges of the malt and water together are taken before the tap is set in the beginning of the process, the whole evaporation ought not to be deduced, and one-sixth seems to be a sufficient allowance on this account. We may therefore suppose 357 gallons to be in the mash tun at the time of gauging which number, being divided by 17.71, will show how many inches are taken up by the water at that heat. 357 gallons divided by 17.71 gallons per inch equals 20.15 inches. The mash gauged just before the tap was set, 25 inches allowed for the space under false bottoms, 0 0.66 inches equals 25.66 inches, deduct the inches taken up by the water, 20.15 inches equals remainder for the five quarters of malt, 5.51 inches, 
or 1.10 inch for one quarter, this number being multiplied by 17.71, the quantity of gallons contained upon one inch at this heat will give 19.48 gallons for the volume of one quarter of this malt. There now remains nothing but to bring a barrel of water of 34 gallons under like circumstances as to expansion and evaporation with these 19.48 gallons with this difference only that as the proportion required is at the time the water and malt first come in contact and not after the mash has been worked a less allowance for steaming will be sufficient and may well be fixed at one-seventh gauge within the bills of mortality if seven barrels wort is to eight barrels water then thirty-six gallons times eight divided by seven equals forty-one point one four gallons minus five point eight seven gallons lost by steam equals thirty-five point two four gallons gauge without the bills of mortality if seven barrels wort is to eight barrels water then thirty-four gallons times eight divided by seven equals thirty-eight point eight five gallons minus five point five five gallons lost by steam equals thirty-three point three zero gallons the barrel of water reduced and as nineteen point four eight gallons under the same circumstances were found equal to one quarter of malt the following division will show the proportion between them within the bills of mortality thirty five point two four gallons divided by nineteen point four eight gallons equals one point eight one quarters without the bills of mortality thirty three point three zero gallons divided by nineteen point four eight gallons equals one point seven zero quarters thus in malt dried to one hundred twenty five degrees the quantity of one point seven zero quarters is required to make a volume equal to thirty four gallons or a barrel of water according to the excise gauging without the bills of mortality and the quantity of one point eight one quarters is required to make a volume equal to thirty six gallons or a barrel of water according to the excise gauging within the bills of mortality the more the malt has been dried the larger the interstices are between its parts the quantity of water it admits will consequently be greater than what is absorbed by such as is less dry. More of this last malt will be necessary to make a volume equal to that of the barrel of water, and every different degree of dryness must cause a variety in this respect. It will therefore be proper to repeat the operation with a high-dried grist. 
gauges of a brewing of eight quarters of malt dried to 140 degrees. The water used for the first mash, 11 barrels to firkins, 4 gallons. Malt and water gauged together in the mash just before the tap was set, 26.25 inches. Allowed for the space under the false bottom of the mash tun, 0 0.66 inches. Goods gauged in the mash tun after the first tap was spent, 22.36 inches. First piece gauged in the copper, 5 barrels, 0 firkins, 0 gallons. The water for the second mash was 11 barrels, 2 firkins, 4 gallons. The mash gauged just before the tap was set, 35.70 inches. Just after the tap was spent, 22.19 inches. The wart made of these two pieces gauged in the copper, 17 barrels, 0 firkins, 0 gallons. The water used for the third mash was 8 barrels, 3 firkins, 6 gallons. The mash gauged just before the tap was set, 31.10 inches, and just after the tap was spent, 21.77 inches. The water used for the fourth mash was 8 barrels, 3 firkins, 6 gallons. The mash gauged just before the tap was set, 30.50 inches, and just after the tap was spent, 21.60 inches. The heat of the first extract was 142 degrees. Now, by the table of expansions, page 256, if 8.05 barrels cold water is to 7 barrels wort, then 20.25 gallons of cold water upon an inch in mash ton times 7 divided by 8.05 equals 17.60 gallons will be the real quantity of water upon an inch in the mash tun when heated to 142 degrees. Quantity of water in the first mash, 11 barrels, 2 firkins, 4 gallons, equals 395 gallons, minus deduction for the evaporation at this period, one-sixth, 65.83 gallons, equals 329.17 gallons, true quantity of the water for the first mash, which must be divided by the real quantity of water contained upon an inch in the mash tun, 329.17 gallons, divided by 17.60 gallons per inch equals 18.70 inches taken up in the mash tun by the water used in the first mash. The mash gauged just before the tap was set, 26.25 inches, allowed for the space under the false bottoms, 
0.66 inches equals 26.91 inches minus inches taken up by the water of the first mash 18.70 inches equals space occupied by these eight quarters of malt 8.21 inches of mash ton divided by eight equals space occupied by one quarter 1.02 inches per quarter times 17.60 gallons of water equals 17.9520 gallons of water equal in volume to one quarter of this malt. Excise gauge without the bills of mortality if 7 barrels wort is to 8.05 barrels of water, then 34 gallons times 8.05 divided by 7 equals 39.10 gallons expansion of the barrel of water, out of which 1 seventh is to be deducted for evaporation, 5.58 gallons, remains 33.52 gallons for the barrel of water reduced, which the quarter of malt, or 17.95, is to be compared to. Excise gauge within the bills of mortality. If 7 barrels wort is to 8.05 barrels water, then 36 gallons times 8.05 divided by 7 equals 41.44 gallons expansion of one barrel of water less 5.92 gallons, one-seventh to be deducted for evaporation, equals 35.52 gallons barrel of water reduced, which the quarter of malt or 17.95 is to be compared to. 33.52 gallons divided by 17.95 gallons equals 1.86 quarters. Quantity of malt dried to 140 degrees equal to one barrel of water. 35.37 gallons divided by 17.95 gallons equals 1.97 quarters. Quantity of malt dried to 140 degrees equal to one barrel of water according to the excise gauge within the bills of mortality. Having found the volume of malt at two distant terms of dryness, we might divide the intermediate degrees in the same manner as we have done before, could the certainty of these calculations be entirely depended upon. But as some allowances have been made without immediate proof, how near soever truth the result thereof may from experiments appear, it may be proper to point out what is wanting to make our suppositions satisfactory. Some part of the calculation depends on the quantity evaporated. This, in the same space of time, may be more or less, 
as the fire under the water is brisk or slow, or as the weight of the atmosphere differs. The gauges are taken at the time the malt and water are in contact, and more or less water may be imbibed in proportion both of the dryness and age of the malt. Water as a fluid, malt as a porous solid body, must differ in their expansion, but in what proportion is to me unknown. Effervescence may be another cause of want of exactness. The different cut the malt has had in the mill, its being or not being truly prepared, and lastly, the difference as to time of the mashing or standing of the grist prevent our relying wholly upon the calculation. It is, however, not improbable that some of these incidents correct one another. Since 1.70 quarter of malt dried to 125 degrees are equal to one barrel of water, and 1.86 quarter of malt dried to 140 have the same volume, the difference being but 16 parts out of 100, the whole of the error cannot be very great, and one quarter six bushels of malt may, at a medium, be estimated of the same volume with one barrel of water. But as experience is the surest guide, I have, from a very great number of different brewings, collected the following proportions, and repeatedly found them to be true. I have added in the table the weight malt ought to have at every degree of dryness. A table showing the quantity of malt of every degree of dryness equal to the volume of one barrel of water and of the mean weight of one quarter in proportion to its dryness. Barley. Degree of dryness, 80 degrees. Excise gauge without the bills, volume of grain, 1.56. Excise gauge within the bills, volume of grain, 1.59. Weight in pounds, 376. Degree of dryness, 100 degrees. Excise gauge without the bills, volume of grain, 1.62. Excise gauge within the bills, volume of grain, 1.63, weight in pounds, 306. 105 degrees, without the bills, 1.62, within the bills, 1.67, 301 pounds. 110 degrees, without the bills, 1.65, within the bills, 1.71, 296 pounds, 115 degrees, without the bills, 1.67, within the bills, 1.75, 291 pounds, malt, 119 degrees, without the bills, 1.68, within the bills, 1.79, 286 pounds, 
124 degrees, without the bills, 1.71, within the bills, 1.83, 281 pounds. 129 degrees, without the bills, 1.74, within the bills, 1.87, 276 pounds. 134 degrees, without the bills, 1.77, within the bills, 1.91, 271 pounds. 138 degrees, without the bills, 1.80, within the bills, 1.95, 266 pounds. 143 degrees, without the bills, 1.83, within the bills, 2.00, 261 pounds. 148 degrees, without the bills, 1.86, within the bills, 2.03, 256 pounds. 152 degrees, without the bills, 1.89, within the bills, 2.07, 251 pounds. 157 degrees, without the bills, 1.92, within the bills, 2.11, 246 pounds. 162 degrees, without the bills, 1.95, within the bills, 2.15, 241 pounds. 167 degrees, without the bills, 1.98, within the bills, 2.19, 236 pounds. 171 degrees, without the bills, 2.01, within the bills, 2.23, 231 pounds. 176 degrees, without the bills, 2.04, within the bills, 2.27, 226 pounds. With a table thus constructed, it is very easy to reduce every grist to its proper volume of water. Suppose those of the brewings we have already mentioned. That of the small beer consists of six quarters of malt dried to 130 degrees, the proportion of which in the table is as 1.75 to 1. If 1.75 quarters of malt is to one barrel of water, then six quarters of malt is equivalent to 3.42 barrels of water. These six quarters of malt occupy therefore an equal volume with 3.42 barrels of water. A brown beer grist of 11 quarters dried to 130 degrees. The proportion of this in the table is as 1.74 to 1. If 1.74 quarters of malt is to one barrel of water, then 11 quarters of malt is equivalent to 6.32 barrels of water. The volume of these 11 quarters of malt is therefore the same with that of 6.32 barrels of water. 
and the whole being brought to one denomination, we are enabled to find the heat of the first mash. But the effervescence occasioned by the union of the malt and water must prevent this calculation being strictly true, the consideration of which shall take place hereafter. The circumstances are different in the other mashes. The waters used for these meet a grist already saturated, and the volume is increased beyond the quantity found for dry malt. The quantity to be allowed for this increase cannot be determined by our former calculations, and new trials are to be made in order to fix upon the true proportion. Gauging is undoubtedly the most certain method of proceeding in these researches, but even this becomes less sure on account of the expansion, evaporation, effervescence, and other incidents already mentioned. Our errors, however, cannot be very considerable when we deduce our conclusions from numerous and sufficiently varied experiments. The volume of the grist of pale malt was found, after the parting of the first extract, to be 15.41 inches, though the space occupied by the malt, when dry, was only 5.51 inches, and the volume of the brown grist at the same period was 22.36 inches, though the dry malt filled only a space of 8.21 inches. The proportion in both these cases, and in all those which I have tried, answers nearly to one-third, so that the volume of the grist in the second and all subsequent mashes may be estimated at three times the bulk of the malt when dry, and this is sufficiently accurate for the operations of brewing, in which, for conveniency's sake, the application of whole numbers should be effected. As it is found by the gauges that the goods, after the several taps are spent, remain sensibly of the same volume, or at least very little diminished, may we not conclude the parts absorbed by the water in which the virtue of the grain and the strength of the beer consist are contained in an amazing small compass? It is indeed true that hot waters and repeated mashes do swell somewhat the hulls and skins of the malt, but no allowance made for this increase will be sufficient to remove the cause of our surprise. End of section 26